You're listening to MPS Connections with Brian Brewton. And don't forget to come see me, Mrs. Potts, and everyone else April 8th, 9th, and 10th for Midland High's production of Beauty and the Beast. Well, we certainly had a very fun episode with our special release for March's Reading Month. And if you had a chance to tune into that, um, it certainly was something that I encourage all parents to listen to so that they have some recommendations for their students coming up over the spring break to be able to dive into all that is great about March's Reading Month. And so we're here to talk about our equity audit, um, a process that's been going on for months and months and months. Is that an accurate time frame? Yes, that is correct. Okay, what month did this start? Was it last June or July? Uh, June 2021 is when we began um, equity audit process. Okay, so since June of 21, right, um, at the board meeting this upcoming Monday, it is going to, Penny and DeAndre are going to be giving a presentation. And the presentation is going to cover everything that Penny and DeAndre are going to talk about today, but in just a little bit more depth. And after that board meeting on Tuesday morning, I believe that the full equity audit is going to be posted onto our website. Is that correct, Penny? It is. And do we know exactly where that's going to be on our website yet? Our producer, Abby, who controls that website, is shaking her head no, but it'll be somewhere that's easily found, right, Penny? It is. We'll put it in the uh, newsreel, that center part of the website, and then under our DEI page. Got it. So the preface is that if you're looking for more information on everything that we're about to say, you can go to the website. Penny assures us that it'll be posted in a prevalent spot and you can see DeAndre and Penny um, live and on film. Well, not live, but you can see the YouTube recording of them on film of this presentation as well too. So that's where you can find more information. But what we wanted to do is make this available to you in audio format through our MPS Connections venue and give you about 10 or 15 minutes of a very high level overview of everything that was the equity audit. But I cannot continue without at least talking about March's Reading Month one more time because this is still going to be in March's Reading Month. And so DeAndre has agreed that he's going to share with us the, the books that his kids are reading right now. We'll only spend a minute or two on that, and then we'll get into the reason that we're here. So DeAndre, um, you, you said that your, your kids are reading on their own now, and they got a couple favorites. So you got some recommendations? Uh, yeah, that's right. So my kindergartner, um, she is in level 10 reading now. She's very proud to... Um, announce that every time she comes home. Um, so she, um, you know, do her book um, selection during class and brings them home and reads them to us and we sign them off. Um, but outside of that, uh, her go-to before bedtime, uh, usually things like Pete the Cat, um, the Pigeon series, like uh, Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus or the Don't Give the Pigeon a Cookie, or um, she, uh, her and my uh, two-year-old son enjoyed that. Um, my son usually goes for any of the, um, anything with colors, um, things that you can put little finger puppets attached to the right, book, those right. types little, of things. Little little yeah. action, right? Yeah, flip up the thing and see who's hiding behind what. Um, yeah, any of those, he's, he's all for it. And, um, yeah, those would be my recommendations if you're. Uh, looking for suggestions. All right, straight from DeAndre, Pete the Cat is the go-to. So if you're looking for a, a good one, then that's another recommendation. I'd ask Penny, but she's giving me the look, don't do that. Plus, your daughter is a senior, um, so I don't know that you two are sitting down reading together at night, or maybe you are. We're not, but we do talk about books, Okay, and uh, we're at the point where we can't leave a bookstore for under $100, and that includes <laughs> the used bookstore in Bay City. There you go. 
So there's your recommendation. Go to the used bookstore yeah, in great, Bay City. You, what's the name of it? The used Midland, bookstore in Midland, Bay City. No, I think it's Midland Street Books. There you go. Yeah. All right, so that enhances what uh, Melissa Toner told us last time, where you can find some good discount bargain books to be able to get your families to be able to read over the spring break. So thanks, Penny DeAndre. We appreciate you helping us celebrate March's Reading Month one last time. Let's get into why we're actually here, which is, again, high level of the equity audit. And we'll just kick it off and um, go back in time. And let's talk about why MPS actually chose to conduct an equity audit. Yeah, so many may remember that we've been on this journey for quite some time. We spent uh, quite a bit of time uh, three years ago talking and listening and engaging with students and staff and families, even former students, to really understand their experience in our school system. And it became clear that we had some work to do, that we had work to do to ensure that students uh, felt safe and a strong sense of belonging and work to do to ensure that we had the most uh, equitable and inclusive school system for our students. So that prompted us to dig in. Uh, Around that time, Amy Beasley, Dr. Beasley, came to us and we're so fortunate that Dow supported uh, her work here in our district as an executive on loan. And she really sparked our learning But we still recognized, even through that time where she helped us get a strategy under play, that we had a lot still to know and understand. And it felt like the right move to partner with a third party, somebody with deeper knowledge and experience of equity audits, somebody who could come in, really peel back the layers to look at our data, analyze that closely, convene groups, do surveys to really get a pulse of what was happening, what families and students were experiencing. And that led us to an equity audit. And so leading to that equity audit decision, or after that equity audit decision came through that we were going to do it, you got to pick someone to do that, right, Penny? You said we have to have an outside third party that's going to come in. And so, DeAndre, were there a lot of outside third parties available Um, How did MPS go about picking the firm that we ultimately chose to conduct this audit? Sure. Um, So um, to get or um, I guess garner interest, um, uh, RFP, a request for proposal was uh, created and uh, shared out through um, networks. I think we ultimately ended up with 18. uh, Yeah, I think it was maybe 16 or 17 that met the criteria. Yep, that's right. Um, That's that's a big number. Yeah. Um, proposals. Uh, so that was fun uh, reading through. Sure. Um, <laughs> um, and so through that, uh, we, we created metrics from the um, RFP that went out and put together a um, matrix of what, uh, as, as Penny said, what proposals or organizations met the criteria. And with uh, you know, quick screening of that, we whittled it down to um, maybe the top 10. Um, from there, I uh, really wanted this uh, equity audit process to engage the Midland community. So I had a few um, meetings with stakeholders, um, groups of students, parents, and teachers to help me um, I, uh, look at things that I you know, didn't consider. I wanted a multiple, uh, multiple views and eyes on the uh, proposals because, you know, this is going to be a big project that sure. had, um, uh, had a lot to do with uh, Midland schools and the Midland community as a whole. Uh, so I wanted to make sure I, we created opportunities for other folks to share their voice. Um, once we got, I believe, to a top um, three, um, that's when I pulled on the 
um, expertise of the uh, district leadership, and we conducted interviews with, um, I believe, the top two um, uh, organizations that made it through the uh, filtering process. And after the interview, um, discussions were had, and contract uh, negotiation went into effect. And so who was the winner? Uh, that was Insight Education Group. Uh, the consultants, and what we were looking for and why uh, Insight stood out um, to us is that they are, we did not want an uh, organization that you know, just did equity audits for um, you know, corporations. We wanted um, a group of folks that understood how the K-12 system works and, um, and, and uh, what framework they were going to bring could impact us and um, be, would be relevant to our needs. And uh, we felt that Insight Education Group represented that very well through their proposal and in the interview um, process. And they, um, the entire staff, their previous educators, um, principals, um, school executives, uh, former educators, um, and that really um, made us comfortable into working with them that they could understand uh, what our needs were and they could provide the right guidance that would uh, affect positive change within our district. So a lot of work went into picking the right firm that we knew would give MPS um, some very valid feedback um, based on some experience within the K-12 realm as well, too. Penny, you had mentioned that that Dow um, had generously supported um, an executive and loan, as you said, and Dr. Beasley as well, too. And for the listeners, if, if you tuned into a couple of board meetings back, um, we do want to acknowledge Dow again that they did help MPS help offset the cost of this equity audit as well, too. So thanks again to our generous partners in helping us out with that. So um, it was an extensive process to be able to even just vet that equity audit. And so that means that I am not going to be surprised if you tell me it was an extensive audit as well, too. So you said this process started back in June, July. How long, DeAndre, did the audit process take here in NPS? Um, well, yep, starting in, I believe the contract was finalized uh, sometime in May. And then in June, kicked off the uh, data collection process. So all in all, um, given the timeline uh, in, per the contract, went from June 2021 and concluded um, on paper in uh, January 2021, but um, uh, realistically, uh, I'll say end of February is when we, um, uh, the audit was concluded, and since February until now or until the board meeting, um, a lot of conversation about um, clarifying questions and um, data sets and um, um, suggestions on um, the full report. So. Right. Um, for those that really want deeper details, we are going to drive you to the website to be able to look through that and to look at our um, broadcast of the Board of Education meeting. And I'll just do a 20-second overview of it. Surveys of parent groups, of students, of staff. Am I right? Yes, yes. and yes. Yep, yep. Ch- chime in when I'm saying th- something wrong. Um, there were also personal interviews that happened during this as well. That's right. Um, with, personal uh, interviews happened with what groups, DeAndre? Uh, key district leadership. Okay. Um, and data collection throughout that entire piece took months and months and months, and that's all detailed in the report online, and you can see that in the YouTube presentation. But let's get into the actual heart of this, right? That's what people are here to listen for. They're here to listen about what the outcomes were. And so I'm sure the Insight structured um, their report in a certain way. So when the feedback came back to us when the audit was given to MPS at the conclusion, how was it structured? And then let's get into what some of the findings were. Yep, so it's structured. Um, so what we'll find, what you will have 
um, seen in the board presentation is um, the contents within the report, um, overview of their equity framework, um, the audit process, and then recommendations and findings, and then uh, as well as closing and next steps um, for us as a district. Um, and there are five domains or five um, um, pieces of the equity framework that Insight um, assessed our district through. Uh, one is structure, systems, and resources, uh, culture and community, racial equity in the educated workforce, professional learning and personal growth, and lastly, curriculum, instruction, and learning. Um, so through the surveys, focus groups, and interviews, um, they um, um, assessed us through uh, equity lens um, using uh, those five domains as uh, metrics, metrics or outcomes or um, um, goals that um, we have in our recommendations. So everything in the report is basically structured around that framework that yes. Insight set up for us. And so as you went through the presentation on Monday, this is where I'm getting into the weird tense parts mm -hmm. of it, um, it'll, be, it'll, it'll be structured that way. And also the report online will be structured that way as well too. There's no way within our 20 to 25 minute time frame we're trying to hit here that we're going to be able to get into the finer details of every single individual domain. So let's just do very high level, Penny and DeAndre. Um, some of the highlights that came through, um, things that came out as strengths, things that came out as opportunities for growth. And then once we hit through those very high level pieces, we'll, we'll talk about next steps. So um, let's just let's just go that route. Um, things that came through as um perhaps strengths, things that NPS appears to be on the right track with. Yeah, why don't I take the strengths and yeah. then you can work us through some of the recommendations. Okay. So again, very high level, Brian. Um, we were really pleased that uh, the audit revealed that there is a commitment from district leadership and the Board of Education for this work. Uh, there was also a strong sense that families and caregivers feel comfortable um, in their schools and comfortable engaging staff in conversation. Uh, we were really proud of that and know that we still have work to do there too. We got some positive feedback about professional learning and personal growth for our staff and leadership. Again, knowing that we have more to do there and uh, really nodding to our uh, instructional framework and our uh, international baccalaureate program presence in elementary and high school as strengths for equity across our system. Okay, thanks. So um, we will push that over to DeAndre now so you get the more little difficult part of it. Um, we'll talk about it as opportunities for growth, areas of focus that seem to be um, the most prevalent within the equity audit findings. Sure, and I um, think I'll keep it to three uh, major things or three um, um, things that stood out uh, most um, to me that kind of popped up in multiple um, data sets. Sure. Um, so one is um, you know, consistency. I think we have equity work occurring in pockets uh, throughout the district, um, and it was indicated that uh, there needs to be um, more uniformity in this area. Like an implementation across yes. all the school. Okay. Yes. Um, uh, you know, like a standard or um, uh, um, standard of implementation throughout uh, the district. So it's our student staff, um, families are um, getting um, these resources and support at a consistent uh, levels in regards to right. DEI understanding and different cultural competence. That makes sense. Yep. Step into the enchanted world of Broadway's classic. Disney's Beauty and the Beast, an international sensation that has been produced in 37 countries worldwide. 
The classic story tells of Belle, a young woman in a provincial town, and the Beast, who is really a young prince trapped under the spell of an enchantress. If the Beast can learn to love and be loved, the curse will end and he will be transformed into his former self. But time is running out. If the Beast does not learn his lesson soon, he and his household will be doomed for all eternity. We invite you to relax, pull up a chair, and be our guest on the showtimes 7pm on Friday, April 8th, and Saturday, April 9th, and 2pm on Sunday, April 10th. Tickets are $8 for students, $12 for adults. There will be a link in the description to purchase tickets. Um, and uh, what well, it was indicated by our um, uh, education educator staff was the shift from our current DEI uh, training to more um, action and implementation. Um, just what what does it look like in the classroom? Um, there are you know we have tons of variables um, that goes into a classroom. Um, tons of uh, different teachers coming from different um, places. I think they're looking for ways to implement um, the training and resources that they're getting. And so um, that tells me we need to help provide ex examples or opportunities to um, uh, help our, our staff practice uh, some sure. of these things that they're learning. Basically next level up, right? Um, That's right. Heard about it, learned about it. Now we got to put into action and supports as that goes through. Right. All right. So what was the third one, DeAndre? Um, and third one is... Um, kind of around our uh, HR um, uh, department, uh, just that the there is no set strategy at this point. Um, we, I know our HR team is working, um, trying different things, doing new learning, uh, but as far as uh, having a strategic plan to kind of refer to, to guide steps, is not um, uh, developed yet, and so that is a recommendation to create a solid um, kind of platform to anchor to and build off of in regards to um, equity and racial equity in the educator workforce and, you know, diversifying our talent pool and bringing um, um, uh, diverse talent here to Midland. In not trying to sum it up into too um, easy of a context, it sounds to me like it basically came out saying good foundation, solid foundation, some of the roots are there, but now it's time to build these things out and make them more systemic. Um, and build strategic plans around them, and which kind of really leads me into next step, right? Yep. Um, it, again, there's 50 pages of report behind everything that we just summed up for you in five to 10 minutes there. So there's lots of reading and research and everything behind it. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure there's a next step, right? Because we really were waiting for this to help guide our next action. So where do we see this going from here, Penny and DeAndre? Is this going to be where we're, we're have our track record for the next three to six months or what? Oh, no. No? Okay. Much, much more than that. <laughs> three to six years, probably? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, Actually, maybe even I, more. I think one of our uh, most important next steps is just to share this information across oh. our school community. And how do we anticipate doing that? Uh, I think we're going to convene some groups. We know that we want to connect with uh, our admin council again and our teacher leaders because much of this relates to curriculum and instruction. Uh, DeAndre, I'm sure, will be sharing this with the advisory team, which is a group of parents and community members, uh, and, and in other avenues, however we can, uh, probably our district uh, school improvement team. Whoever wants to talk about it, we're going to be willing to engage in conversation with them. And then I think one of the biggest challenges is how we really integrate this into our work. We want to find the balance of uh, very intentional focus 
uh, on this equity strategy, but also weaving it into everything that we do, particularly our continuous improvement framework, so that it is just part of who we are. Right. So we've got our work cut out for us, DeAndre. And so you, you get 50 pages to read and off we go and a new MPS strategic plan coming at some point. Is that in the future or am I getting the context of that wrong? Um, nope. That's, um, isn't, that will be in the works. Um, and especially as Penny touched on integrating, uh, equity into our continuous improvement process. Um, you know, there is no continuous improvement without equity uh, being at the center. And so, yeah, we will be, um, Know, strategizing, creating a five-year, building a cadence on um, some of these recommendations on when um, um, when they will occur, when the work will begin, on what, and what, you know, what stage of the work depends on another being completed first. And so, um, yeah, I'm thinking five-year, uh, even uh, 10 years worth of work uh, that we can do. Um, not Definitely not a quick turnaround uh, at all by any means, but looking forward to the collaboration and the you know brainstorming and workshopping around these um, items to um, you know live out our vision and our uh, yeah, so. right so we probably could do a 10-part series on the equity audit if we wanted to but I know that um, that really doesn't fit into our framework of MPS connections and trying to bring you as many different varied topics as, as we can to try and highlight all of the very, very many cool things that are happening throughout MPS and hit different age groups, um, different parent groups as well, too. So I will again point you all, if you're wanting more information, to the MPS website to be able to dive into the 50 pages of that audit to the MPS YouTube broadcast of the March Board of Education meeting, which is happening a couple of days from the recording now, but will have already been released by the time that you're listening to this recording as well, too. Um, I know that you can probably always contact DeAndre as well, too. If you're looking for more information, I know that he's out and about a whole bunch and is happy to sit down, have a coffee, a water, whatever floats your boat, and talk all that is related to this topic. So, Penny, thanks for being on your second episode of MPS Connections. Am I right in saying that? It is. I'm not interested in earning the record, but I okay. am happy to be here. This topic is really Yeah, because you were on episode one, which yes, was the, yes. the inaugural MPS Connections Return to Learn plan. You were supposed to be on episode four, but I think you designated those duties um, or other duties as assigned to, to the clause in the contract. Episode. Um, this is your second episode, DeAndre. Right? You were on episode eight, Sports Can Battle Racism. So right. thanks, thanks for coming back. I think the record's three or four. I think it's Jen Service who has it right now. Um, again, maybe we will do a 10-part series to get you guys back <laughs> on here. Um, to, hey, to, we're to happy to talk album. about this anytime. Appreciate right. that. Okay, listeners, thanks for hanging in there with us. Um, we are scheduled to take a bit of a break on MPS Connections, which is why we brought you a special bonus episode that was released a couple days before this one came out for March's Reading Month. We're not supposed to be back at you until April 21st, which is our next scheduled release, but we've got something cool um, coming on. We're actually going to pick up our equipment, go on the road again, and we're heading over to the robotics competition next Friday. So we're going to set up um, right next to the arena and there's going to be all kinds of noises, crashes, bangs, etc. and talk to some really cool kids and some really cool advisors about first robotics and all of the other varied robotics Lego leagues, um, first tech challenge leagues that happen throughout MPS. If you haven't heard about that before and seen it, man, it is something cool. So we're going to record that next Friday. It's not scheduled to release until the 21st. I'm not sure that we're going to be able to keep that one under the bag for a whole month. So we'll see when the next episode comes out. Make sure that you're tuning into that. Robotics is 
is definitely something that is taken the world by storm. The educational world by storm is only getting bigger every single year, so we hope you tune into that one. Penny, thank you. We appreciate you coming on. DeAndre, it was great to have you back. We will have you both back on again, I'm sure, at some point as well, too. Thanks, listeners. We hope that you have a wonderful spring break. Make sure that you're being kind to each other. Stay safe, and we'll tune in with you again in another couple of weeks. Hello, this is Cogsworth, the talking clock. Uh, thank you for listening to the MPS Connections. And new episodes are released on the first and third and the Thursday of almost every month. Uh, we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and to stay up to date with the most current events happening around the district, as it is good to be informed. You can find us all on the popular venues, of course. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. I'm looking forward to seeing you at the Central Auditorium on the April 8th, 9th, and 10th at Midland High's production of Beauty and the Beast.